Dr. Dan Moore graduated with honors from Auburn School of Veterinarian Medicine in 1980. He completed the professional course in veterinary homeopathy and the advanced course in veterinary homeopathy. Dr. Moore is a frequent guest on radio talk shows and appears weekly on the popular outdoor channel series Mustang, America's Wild Horse. Dr. Moore is the founder and developer of www.thenaturalhorsevet.net, an online source of information, products, and services about natural and complementary alternatives for companion animals and is dedicated to helping your horse over the net. Special interests include veterinary and chiropractic, specifically veterinary orthopedic manipulation, as well as hair mineral analysis and nutrition. Welcome to Questions and Answers with Dr. Dan. Welcome to Questions and Answers. My name is Dan Moore, and today we have excellent questions to ask Dr. Dan from all over the country. Lisa from Georgia writes, Dear Dr. Dan, I've heard about your website and even heard you have a catalog of natural products too, but could you tell me what you do different from a regular veterinarian? Lisa, I'll be happy to. Uh, First of all, you are exactly right in that the natural vet is different from a regular veterinarian. In a nutshell, when possible, I don't use drugs and chemicals. In fact, on our farm we raise Rocky Mountain horses. And for nearly three generations now, we've not used drugs or chemicals, nor have we with any of our clients' horses. My mission is to find alternatives, if available, for your horses. Because most horse owners also have pets, we've expanded our services to include pets and even people now. We actually offer a consultation service for your needs right over the Internet, and the products we put together and made available are answers to problems that horse owners frequently encounter. Our emphasis is prevention through nutrition. One of the first products developed was a multi-herb called Vim and Vigor. It also contains kelp, probiotics, and about 25 different vitamins, minerals, and herbs to help boost the immune system and maintain good health. We then took Vim and Vigor and added some anti-inflammatory herbs for joint problems, arthritis, allergies, etc. And we have a natural wormer called Worm Check. We even have a product that you can top dress on the feed to keep flies off your horses. Now we have a tablet for people called Mosquito Way, which when taken daily does just that, keeps those mosquitoes away. So Lisa, if you are ready for a change away from drugs and chemicals, check us out. And thanks for asking Dr. Dan. We've got another question here. We have Ann from Arizona who writes, Dear Dr. Dan, I have both horses and pets. I'm always concerned with what to feed them. Hay here is extremely expensive and grass is slim to none. What do you recommend? Well, Ann, you definitely have a predicament because horses need roughage and lots of it. You know, wild mustangs, for instance, really only had roughage to eat, and grain was certainly not available in the wild. Yet today, most horses get lots of grain and not enough roughage. I know hay is expensive there especially, but they need it. So what I suggest is try supplementing the best hay you can afford with alfalfa cubes. They're really a good value for the money. There are many problems associated with feeding too much grain. You know, certainly an obvious problem would be founder. Everyone knows to keep the feed room locked and to change your horse's diet slowly. 
But I personally think grains in general cause many problems when just even fed on a daily basis, and especially if these grains are corn or grains with molasses. You know, corn has the same glycemic index as sugar. That means a tablespoon of corn essentially is the same as a tablespoon of sugar. And obviously, molasses is sugar. When a horse gets that first grain meal of the day, the blood glucose, or the blood sugar, goes rapidly high. just goes straight up. Now, what goes up obviously comes down, right? So when the blood sugar crashes, the horse's body literally thinks it's starving to death. So it does all it can to get the blood sugar back up. The pancreas kicks in, the adrenal glands do too, and because they are stressed majorly, uh, you know, up goes the sugar again. The body does everything it can because they're starving to death. It shoots that sugar straight back up again. Now, day after day, up and down, over and over, these adrenals are eventually worn out, and so is the thyroid. In other words, their basic body reserves are depleted just by living. When a horse is on the edge like this, any outside stress can create a major problem. The weak links in a horse are generally the feet or the gut. So when they are further stressed... They either founder or they colic. Does that make sense? I think it does. It's pretty simple. But if you've been around horses at all, I know you've heard of of some that colic or foundered when nothing has changed. You know, nothing's changed at all, and yet they colic or founder. This, in my opinion, is why that happens. The correct way to feed grain is to feed many small feedings throughout the day and to use a good oil top dressed on the grain. This prevents that first sugar spike and hence that high-low sugar cycle. I prefer a mix of soybean and coconut oil. Thus, we formulated our H2 oil product, Hoof and Health Oil. I really would not suggest corn oil, or you could get into that same hot horse situation as with actual corn. This same scenario applies to dogs. I dare you to find a pet food that does not have corn as a major ingredient. We offer a product for dogs and cats which works similar to the H2 oil for horses. So both with horses and dogs, you can expect an absolutely incredible show coat shine in just a few weeks, too. And, oh, yeah, I personally prefer oats over mixed grains. Uh, we, we also have a vitamin mineral supplement to make oats complete, and we call this product Just Add Oats. So I hope this helps, and thanks for asking. And we do have some great articles about nutrition on our website, too. This next question is really, and it comes from Jesse in Tennessee. And he asked, or she, I'm not sure, but Dear Dr. Dan, I think my horse has worms. What do I do? Good question. Really good question. You know, first of all, set the record straight on, on testing parasites for worms. You know, all horses do not have worms. Like perhaps you've been led to believe. I know this is hard to believe, but it is true. What is true all horses are exposed to worms, not all horses actually have a parasite problem. Like everyone listening to this tape, could all be exposed to influenza. Not all of us would, would come down with it. Some are naturally resistant. I think that should make sense. I hope it does. It's an important concept that, you know, exposure is one thing, 
actually um, resistance is entirely different thing. We do a lot of parasite exams on horses in our lab. And we, we find many, 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 many horses don't have worms. So let me, let me ask you a question. Would it not, not be better to check first to really tell rather than just indiscriminately deworming just because the calendar says it's time? I think so. And I think it is truly the responsible thing to do. You know, drug resistance is becoming a problem, just like with overuse of antibiotics. If we don't change our deworming practices, we are either going someday to have superworms that are resistant to everything or dewormers so powerful that the cure just might be worse than the disease. Perhaps it is already that way with some of the products today. As for daily wormers, again, my point is why use them if your horse doesn't really even have a problem and is not at risk in the first place. So check first. That's what I'm trying to get across here. Um, our lab offers a parasite exam for a nominal fee. You know, With six proof of purchases from our worm check paste, we'll even do a free parasite exam on your horse. Remember, my mission is to get horses off of drugs and chemicals. All you need is a small manure sent directly to our lab to check first. Now don't expect your everyday veterinarian to agree with this first though. Either until we start testing so many horses. But then I remember all these easy to use We used to do a fecal check on every horse first. I imagine if he or she is old enough, they they too. How easy we for if you find that your horse does need deworming, we have a natural face called worm check which we are getting. Just fantastic results. It's a blend of several different herbs, and with many horses it tastes so good you cord it, it right on their feet. And since it's all natural, it's actually considered an equine feed supplement. How did the wild mustangs themselves think? Naturally, of course. You know, they did it naturally, and we're excited to have formulated a natural alternative too. So Jesse, thanks for asking. I hope this helps. Dear Dr. Dan, I'm riding from the cold north of Maine. My horse apparently has some sort of joint problem, perhaps even arthritis. I think this because he seems stiff, especially when he falls out. He's a barrel racer, or should I was a barrel racer. How can I make him more comfortable without drugs, and how can I prevent this from happening in my three-year-old? 
P.S. I also have a yellow lab with a similar problem. Jim. Well, Jim, this is a very common situation. And regardless of whether or not it is actually arthritis, there are natural things you can do. I applaud you for not wanting to use drugs. I know but and steroids, joint injections, block, etc. are probably the most common treatments for discomfort or pain. But I think such painkillers actually make the situation worse. Side effects are common, like ulcers, bleeding, etc. But, but I think that effects that can't be seen or even documented, for that matter, are sometimes involved. Just consider for a second the possibility that pain is to properly heal an injury. Whoa, here, Doc, that's kind of different, isn't it? Does pain not really tell the body that something needs fixing? Sure, it does. And if we run right out and cover it up with a painkiller. Could you see how it might confuse the body's healing mechanism and never really allow healing? It's no wonder the dosage with such medications gets higher and higher and injections more and more frequent to help with that pain. Okay, so much for my soapbox. Anyway, you know, naturally some of the best help for joints and muscles and ligaments and so on are the glucosamine type products. Glucosamines along with organic sulfur are a major component component of all joints, ligaments, tendons, and even other tissues like lungs. Any tissue that has connective tissue can benefit from glucosamine and sulfur. They actually have been proven to reduce inflammation, increase joint fluid, which of course lubricates the joints, and not only do they prevent further damage from excessive wear, but they repair the damage that's already done. You know, this is clinically proven, and please don't let anyone tell you different. They work. You know, sulfur comes from many sources. The source in our equine formula, Vim and Vigor plus joint, is a number of herbs. The joint formula even has other anti-inflammatory herbs like Boswellia and Astragalus. You know, these herbs provide an incredible source of sulfur. You know, and they naturally detoxify the damaged tissues. They naturally take the swelling and heat out, but nutritionally, rather than just covering it up like painkillers. And yes, we do have products for your dog now, and even for you. So, I hope this helps, and thanks for asking, Jim. There are several articles on our website you'll want to check out, too, okay? Morgan from Florida writes, Dear Dr. Dan, my horse seems to be allergic to flies, gnats, or something. He even gets welts that come up, sometimes even a rash-like reaction on his belly. What can I do? Well, Morgan, let me ask you a question. Why is it that horses today have so many allergies? You know, what has changed in the past 20 years or so? Can you imagine a wild mustang being allergic to flies? They wouldn't survive long, would they? Another oddity is a disease called possum fever, most commonly known as EPM. In a nutshell, horses become infected with a parasite from the possum manure. Now why, after millions of years, does the horse suddenly, in the last 10 years or so, have a problem living around opossums? So what has changed? Well, I don't really have a scientific answer, but common sense tells me that the horses today are not as healthy as they once were. So what's changed? Why are they so reactive to things which they shouldn't be reactive to? For example, if you do a conventional allergy blood test, the results usually come back that they are allergic to everything you can't possibly keep a horse away from, like hay and dust, mold and flies, etc., etc. That's kind of scary, isn't it? So what has changed? You know, certainly our soils that grow our foods are not as healthy as they were. Hair analysis on horses often shows them deficient or off-kilter in 
many minerals. So a good vitamin mineral mix is a must. Many allergy horses have mixed up copper and zinc levels especially. All these products we have formulated pay particular attention to these minerals, by the way, and our Just Add Oats vitamin mineral mix is a great start for many allergy horses. Another thing that's changed is more exposure to chemicals like fly sprays and chemical dewormers, and in my opinion, vaccinations. Make no bones about it. Chemicals and vaccines introduce foreign substances into the animal that they must deal with somehow. Overexposure year after year, in my opinion, totally confuses the immune system, making it such that they just start reacting to everything, and hence you have an allergic horse. You know, chronic pulmonary disease, or COPD as they call it, or heaves, is even really just an allergy, just in the lungs instead of the skin, like in your horse. Again, vitamins are important here to help the body get rid of the junk, but antioxidants are a must, in addition to the obvious, that is, less exposure. Does that make sense? I mean, less exposure and antioxidants to get the junk out? I think that does. Um, if you have any questions, get back with me on it. But, you know, think of pollutants such as these as oxidants. Here's why with the antioxidants. Think of pollutants such as these as oxidants, which actually bust the body on the inside like an apple. Once it's cut, it turns brown, right? Antioxidants prevent rusting and keep the cells healthy. Our Vim and Vigor product contains the best blend of natural antioxidants we could find. So back to the question in the box. Um, your situation is tough, but very common. You know, typically, a regular vet would use steroids or antihistamines to help control those allergies. Again, I believe there are these are much like painkillers that simply cover up or worse yet, trade only bad symptoms for perhaps even worse symptoms. So rather than confuse the body, I prefer to help the body heal itself with nutrition and antioxidants like we talked about. There are some mild anti-inflammatory herbs too in our Vim and Vigor products that are extremely helpful for allergies, but they work at a cell level, cellular level, not just cover up the, the, um, the allergy problem. As for keeping flies and other bugs away without the overuse of chemicals, check out our Bug Check product. It's a natural feed supplement that is healthy for your horse instead of harmful. Hard to believe, isn't it? But it works. You just Top dress it on the food and it keeps the flies away. Um, tremendous product. We even have a tablet now that people can take to keep mosquitoes away. And guess what? It happens to keep people healthy at the same time. I think that's important today with West Nile. Don't you think so? To keep mosquitoes off our flies and horses. The bug check keeps the mosquitoes off the horses. The mosquito way keeps them off the people. Okay, I'm out of time. But more about pest control. Morgan, thanks for asking, and hope this helps. Last week, Morgan asked about fly and other pet control that often results in out. Today, I'd like to finish that answer for Morgan for fly control in the past it primarily been to use chemicals and these were in the form of sprays and sometimes feed through type products um, the feed through consisted of basically a chemical that passed through the body into the store where it killed the flies. the sprays had to constantly be sprayed onto the animal to repel or kill the flies you know washing sweating or just a little time resulted in them being ineffective 
Now, I'm sure that you're like me and that you've wasted a lot of money on flight control over the years. So it's a major issue here, flight control, and hopefully we can help you with that today. You know, most of you by now know my feelings on chemicals and their overuse and so on and so forth. And, you know, I obviously needed a better way for our 30 or so Rocky Mountain horses and our clients' horses. You know, I just couldn't use these sprays and chemicals. Um, this couldn't do it. So my thought process went something like this. You know, rather than just kill the flies, why not do something to make the horse more resistant? Make sense? The formula that I came up with after a lot of trial and error and testing is this. The first thing is garlic. Now, I knew garlic helped, but alone it just won't do the job, uh, in my opinion. You know, most horses just won't eat enough for it to work, and those that did smelled like an Italian pizzeria. Uh, it did, however, provide a wonderful source of natural sulfur, which is crucial to any parasite control. And I also wanted to make the skin more fortified and thus resistant. And the best nutrition I could find for this was grapeseed. It is powerful stuff and really makes the skin more resistant to biting insects. It also helps with many other problems like joint problems, allergies, etc., etc. So it's truly a multi-purpose ingredient here. The next ingredient was diatomaceous earth. And, you know, basically what this does is it helps deter all parasites, both internally and externally. In this formula, it was used to decrease the larvae in the manure, but naturally, rather than through chemicals like your other products. Now, this is not to be confused with saltwater diatomaceous earth used in filter swimming pools. The diatomaceous earth in this product is food-grade, totally safe, and from freshwater. And it's so safe, it's even used by the Nature Society to control mites around purple martin's nests. So, and there's a good article about it on our website, by the way, um, thenaturalhorsefet.net, thenaturalhorsefet.net. And finally, the product ended up with thiamine, or B1, uh, which had also shown promise as a nutritional mosquito repellent, even in people. So B1 is real important. So after, after about 100 batches, bug check finally became a reality. You know, you just add a half ounce on your horse's feet each day, and literally that does keep the bugs away. It's been an incredibly exciting product because it's helping so many horses out there. It even won the 2001 Most Innovative Grooming and Healthcare Product for Equitana. Now, some feet a year, I thought that was pretty good. I pat herself on the back here a little bit for that one. But, you know, a lot of people feed this product year-round, especially where mosquitoes are a threat. Regardless, though, whether you feed it year-round, it's about the cheapest form of health prevention you can get. Because of all the antioxidants it contains uh, that 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 you can possibly feed, it's just a great product. It's a, like an insurance policy, a cheap insurance policy. And the extra benefits, um, you know, for instance, the more the horse sweats, the better it works. And you can bathe them all you want to because it won't wash off. It just kind of oozes out to the skin pores, basically, and repels those flies. This, without a doubt, makes trail rides much better. Well, many people buy a tub and try it on just a few horses just to compare to those that are not on it. It's so good that we do guarantee it, by the way. But I think if you'll just try a few horses on it compared, try a few, leave a few off, and you will notice a difference, no question. This product has worked so well in horses. Our clients, they wanted a similar product for themselves and their pets. Every time I'd go to a show and I'd explain this product to someone, they'd say, well, I want something like that for me. So we have formulated the people product. Now we are still working on the pet one. Mosquito Way for people is what we came up with. That's the name of the human product. And this has the same basic ingredients, but it also has a stragglers herb, 
uh, and MSM and these are added uh, because of their anti-inflammatory effects and certainly additional sources of sulfur there it's a great health product anyway and this product like the other even helps the joints and helps lower people people's cholesterol and you know it only takes one pill a day basically and a lot of people are taking it daily especially in the west nile diseased areas so the bottom line is is to make the horses more resistant and reduce the exposure a bug check does both Plus, it makes your horse healthier. Mosquito Way for People does the same thing. So I hope this helps, and I appreciate you asking. The question. Both my horses seem to have very dry skin. It resembles quite severe dandruff. Is this normal after winter in a dry climate, or are they missing something in their diet? I can't find nothing on dry skin. Well, what is normal and what is not? Thank you, and this was submitted by Beth. Here's the answer. Dry skin is not normal even after a dry winter. It certainly could reflect a dietary problem, and probably not enough fat in the diet. So what I want you to do is to consider using a good oil in the feed, especially um, you know, to really help that coat. It's going to help the coat, I promise you. But whatever you do, though, don't use corn oil. Corn has the same glycemic index as sugar. That is, a tablespoon of corn equals a tablespoon of sugar. You know, we make an oil called H2 oil, hoof and health oil. This is a crude, unrefined blend of various oils that we do guarantee will improve your horse's coat and hooves. What I especially like, though, is the health aspects of feeding it. You know, most horses only eat once or twice a day, and if the diet has molasses or corn, they frequently have a major upward spike in that blood glucose immediately after. If it spikes up, it'll definitely crash low, too, right? And this sugar low is a tremendous drain on all the internal organs, the adrenals, the thyroid, the pancreas, because the body is hungry, but there's no food. The body handles the problem, and up again goes the sugar, and up and down all day long, stress, stress, stress. After time, the body's reserves are basically depleted. So when they are really stressed from things like travel or illness or weather changes, they have no reserves left to handle it because they were all used up just by living. The weakest links in a horse are the feet and the gut. So founder or colic usually occur. And this explains why most colics and laminitis cases, nothing really had changed. They're just already worn out basically. All you do is add two to four ounces of this H2O to the grain, and this prevents that sugar spike from ever occurring in the first place by slowing down the absorption of the grain. It's exciting what a difference you can see here, and guess what? No more moody horses, and, and they're certainly able to perform better because of that. Now, I know that was a, a long answer for a dry skin question, but I hope you can see a, a major advantage now of, you know, of adding that oil to the diet. And by the way, people should do that too. Every morning for breakfast, a person, instead of eating that donut or, or um, carbohydrate toast, you should really give yourself a good protein shake or a good protein meal and mix a little oil in with it. Extra virgin olive oil or a little flax oil will go a long way. Keeps your pancreas from getting kicked off to a bad start every morning too. Keeps you from being moving too. Thanks for asking. got another good question here this one is from dawn from kentucky and she writes dear dr dan my horse has had a case of thrush what have you had success treating this with 
Do I need to worry about my other horses coming down with it too? Well, Don, just so all our listeners understand thrush, let's take a look at a hoof. You know, with thrush, the frog, that's that little triangular-shaped tissue right in the middle of the hoof. Many times this frog is eaten away. The hoof, it just has this characteristic yucky smell, an actual necrotic smell. And the foot just looks bad in general. Now, there's another disease similar called white line disease, which pretty much goes right along with it. But the space right inside the wall is literally eaten away, and it separates the wall from the sole there. So both of these problems, white line and thrush, go pretty much hand in hand. Don, let me ask you a question. Why is it that generally with thrush, only one or two horses will have it, and the others in the barn don't? And these are they're usually many horses all in the same environment, but again, only one or two come down with it. You know, most often they eat the same feed. They even get the, the stalls cleaned at the same frequency each day. You know, they're pretty much in the same environment, but some comes down with it and some don't. Don, this, this tells me that there's more to thrush than just an infection. So treating just the feet is not generally enough. And also you may be aware that thrush many times come, comes back after treatment, as especially white line does. Again, more than just the feet must be addressed. In order for a horse to have thrush or white line disease, I am certain there must be some sort of weakened immune system. And I think all, all horses every day are exposed to the bacteria that actually cause thrush. And essentially only the weak get it or the compromised immune system horses come down with it. The key to thrush is really treating the horse, not just the hoof. So first of all, I suggest a good vitamin mineral mix. And I want you to check out our Just Add Oats, which is good for any grain, but especially oats. I also suggest our Vim and Vigor Plus Joint Formula. It has some great herbs to provide the nutrition to heal the integument like skin and hooves. It also gets rid of the toxins that are produced by infections, such as thrush. It also has some great anti-inflammatory herbs in it, like astragalus and boswellia, not to mention minerals like the copper, zinc, and manganese that are all balanced properly. For instance, did you know that you are pretty much wasting your money on any glucosamine product without the right amount of copper to assist it. So these minerals like copper, zinc, and manganese are real important for any product. For daily use in horses prone to thrush, also consider our H2 oil product. That stands for hoof and health oil. And this will vastly improve the feed and make your horse healthier by providing the nutrients for the coat and hooves. And a couple ounces daily on the food will make a new hoof and give them a show coat shine in just really short order. Okay, so we've cleaned them up on the inside. What about treating the foot itself? Please don't use formaldehyde on the hoof like so many products have contained within them. Most also contain petroleum. Even your typical hoof dressings contain petroleum. Why you would put petroleum on a dried out hoof, I will never know. You know, petroleum just seals the moisture out, and if it's already dry, it sure isn't sealing any moisture in, right? I mean, it just makes total sense there. But so many products have these petroleums or formaldehydes or acetones that you sure don't want to be breathing. Okay, off my soapbox again here. I get excited when I talk about this stuff, and I just can't help but get up on a soapbox sometimes. But a great bomb hoof healer. That's an awesome product. And that's what I'd use on that foot that has that thrush. It comes in a brush jar, and it's real easy to use. And basically, it provides the nutrition for the hoof to heal or any other skin condition for that matter, you can use the same product on just about anything on the coat except in the eyes. It has a lot of herbs in it, and these herbs are bactericidal, they're fungicidal, 
and it just even works wonders on a dry hoof. And you can even use it on rain rot and other fungal infections, itchy skin, in, like I said, anywhere on the body. And I must warn you, though, it is ugly and it stinks. <laughs> but that, it does work, that's for sure. And daily use will help with thrush and white line, too. And two to three times a week is all that's needed to re-moisturize that hoof. On white line, it's important to, to work with your farrier there because you need to pare off that dead wall of the hoof. And if these things are caught early enough or if you're diligent in this treatment here and clean them up on the inside and treat them from the outside too, you're going to have a new hoof and a new horse in short order. So Don, I hope this helps and I appreciate you asking. Jim from Illinois writes, Dear Dr. Dan, my horse has recently cut his leg. It is in the pastern area and is healing, but is not healing well. It has what my vet calls proud flesh. What can I do naturally to help it not scar and heal faster? Well, Jim, first of all, thanks for asking. And Let me first say that almost any cut below the knee develops proud flesh, and it's often difficult to heal, especially in that pastern area like with your horse. This is because there is generally a lot of movement in that area. And it's almost like it heals, then it breaks back open, and then heals, and you know, all the while producing this red strawberry-looking tissue called proud flesh. So I think your horse does have proud flesh. It sounds like it anyway. But proud flesh is it is good, but excessive amounts never allow the wound to to really heal at all. Oftentimes, with wounds in the pastern areas, um, you know, veterinarians will suggest keeping the wound wrapped with a little bit of slight pressure. And I agree, especially in large open wounds. Uh, generally speaking, below the knee, you do need to keep it wrapped. The key is wrapping just tight enough to keep slight pressure on the wound, though, while not cutting off the circulation. So if you're not familiar with wrapping, please let someone teach you how. In the past, I would also use furosin-type ointments on, on these wounds. You know, furosin is those old yellow products that are cheap, but cheap for a reason. They cause cancer. You know, just read the label on it. There's all type of cancer warnings on that on those yellow furosin type products. You know, most first aid ointments also contain sub, some type of acid. So I urge you to look at the label on anything you use and check what is in it. You know, some of these products even have sulfuric acid in them. It kind of blows my mind why you'd put sulfuric acid on a wound. So I have no clue uh, why one would want to use an acid on a skin lesion. It is bacterial, though. I guess that's perhaps why, but. Anyway, such products such as acids and carcinogens just didn't fit my idea of natural. So, uh, the first ointment we came up with at the Natural Horse Vet was, um, as an alternative, uh, was one we call marigold ointment. And it's made from marigold flowers and beeswax. Now, that sure sounds a lot more natural than sulfuric acid type products, doesn't it? It's an awesome product. It is great to immediately put on any cut, scratch, or rash. It even comes in a, in a tube for your saddlebags or tack box, and this we call a marigold pocket healer. Um, people that have used these products on themselves report that it really eases the pain, too, so I think that's an extra plus there for our horses. Um, for deeper cuts and any unknown skin problem like rain rot, fungal infections, scratches, sarcoids, warts, etc., I would use their product called Great Bomb Herbal Wound Healer. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Great Bomb Herbal Wound Healer. And you know what? It is ugly and it stinks, too. <laughs> but I promise you it will literally heal anything, anywhere on the body except the eyes. And it guess what? It keeps the flies off, too. And I can't tell you how many comments we've had on this product. 
and it also comes in a tube for easy application or single use. And, you know, you only use it once a day or so, and most likely this product will heal your horse's wound right up in a week or two. And by the way, on the Marigold Healer, don't worry about the the, I mean, the fact that it does ease the pain. It's fine. Um, it's not going to interfere with that healing. You can use your homeopathic remedies or anything right along with that product too. So we're going to use the Marigold for your first cut, scratch, and for your deep wounds, like in your case, we're going to use that Great Bomb Herbal Wound Healer. So next week, we'll talk about how this same product, this Great Bomb Herbal Wound Healer, can be used on hooves too. So thanks for asking, and hope this helps. We've got a question here without a name on it, but uh, I'm going to answer it anyway. And the question is, what is homeopathy? Homeopathy, by definition, is a system of principles and therapeutics which use plant, mineral, and animal matter in extremely minute doses. These are prescribed in a manner to stimulate an organism at a very deep level and to move it towards a healthier state. Now that's a mouthful. And this is a really tough subject to describe homeopathy and how it actually works. It is incredible, so I hope you'll bear with me here just a little bit and see if we can't get a reasonable explanation of it for you. Probably uh, the best way is to describe how it was actually discovered. Actually, it's been around for centuries, and it was originally discovered by a medical doctor, an actual MD, you know, a real doctor, unlike your veterinarian. That's a joke in the profession there, by the way, but... Anyway, this was a real doctor, a real medical doctor named Samuel Hahnemann. And basically, Dr. Hahnemann was disenchanted with the barbaric-like medicine that was being practiced at his time, and that was back in the 1700s. Dr. Hahnemann was looking for a better way, and what he really discovered was that like treats like. Now, that's kind of weird, isn't it? But like treats like. Put another way, homeopathy is based on the law of similars. So here's how it works. Basically, we ask a lot of questions about what is going on with your horse, both now and in the past, and these we call the symptoms. Next, we find a remedy that would cause those very symptoms in a normal animal. In other words, if you, if you gave that remedy to a normal animal, it would cause the very same symptoms. Because this artificial remedy disease is so close to the actual disease, it triggers your horse's own defenses to fight off both the disease and the remedy symptoms, you know, returning your horse to normal. Here's the way he discovered this. I know that's still confusing, so let me try to clear it up this way. Dr. Hahnemann was so frustrated with medicine that he actually started transcribing books. And in the course of transcribing an article by another pretty famous doctor at the time, he came across a treatment for malaria. This treatment for malaria was a bark from Peru called kinabark, or cinchona bark as some... Uh, pronounce it. But anyway, this doctor theorized that this bark treated malaria because it was very bitter. Dr. Hahnemann didn't think that was right because he had used much more bitter things than cinchona bark to treat malaria that didn't work. So he said, okay, I'm going to find out just what's going on here. So guess what? He started eating this bark. And he ate the bark, and he ate the bark, and he ate the bark day after day after day, just started taking, you know, eating small amounts of it. And he started showing symptoms of malaria just from the bark that was used to treat malaria. So that's where he came up with this like treats like. Because the bark causes symptoms so similar to malaria in a normal person, it literally triggers the body to heal that disease called malaria. 
It just wakes the body up, if you would, and says, Hey, we've got a problem here, and it looks like this. Help me heal this thing. So guess what? Dr. Hahnemann, he's the only medical doctor in history to have a monument in Washington, D.C. that was erected in his honor. Can you believe that? The only MD in history. And this is because he saved so many lives treating cholera with a very simple homeopathic remedy. Essentially, we search and find what is needed specifically for your horse's unique symptoms and then tell you how to get the remedy. Uh, acute, or put another way, rapidly occurring illnesses such as injuries and sprains and strains and wounds and abscesses and stings, etc., these are relatively easy to treat. And oftentimes they just need one remedy. But here's a warning. More chronic or long-standing problems such as diabetes and arthritis and epilepsy and mental anxieties and phobias and temperament problems. And obviously these are more difficult and they do require more time and and certainly more remedies. It, it's kind of like um, an onion that has many layers. Sometimes you got to peel that first layer off to get to the next layer and get rid of that layer and to get to the core of the problem or the root of the problem. And uh, understand that these remedies lead your horse to heal itself. I learned a long time ago we don't heal anything. You know, we can use all the medications in the world and we truly don't heal anything. All we can do is trigger or stimulate our bodies to heal themselves. And uh, that's exactly what homeopathy does. So, um, I know that uh, this might seem like an unusual way to practice veterinary medicine, but, you know, times are changing, and so have we. We actually can practice right on the Internet. Uh, the Internet, is, it's an opportunity to introduce millions of people to what we do best, and that is homeopathy. Now, we don't even need to see your horse, you know, whether you're... you're animal friends or dog, cat, horse or otherwise, we can help right over the internet. So you can email us, send us a picture of any unusual situations if you like, but you know, 99% of the time we can help you right over the internet or over the telephone if that's a preferable way for you. So homeopathy is different, I think you'll agree with that, but you know, that's what makes it so great. It's totally different. And when chosen correctly, a homeopathic remedy can, I mean, it can fix the problem, not just cover up the symptoms like so many drugs and chemicals do today. You know, almost any condition can at least be helped with homeopathy. So if for some strange reason we can't, we'll do our best to work with your regular veterinarian to resolve that situation as naturally as possible, and preferably even without the use of drugs. Thank you very much. We hope this information has been helpful. Now remember that our mission at AskDrDan.net is to find alternatives, if available, for your horse, your pet, and even you. Please feel free to send your question 